Four Midwest Guys presents The Night's Watch, a Game of Thrones podcast. Night gathers, and now my watch begins. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the shield that guards the realm of men. We watch, we listen, and we remember. The past is already written, the ink is dry. I thought he was the man to lead us through the night. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. I believe men of talent have a part to play in the war to come. I will never set it down. You could help another climb those steps and take that seat. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. They have no idea what's going to happen. The wheel of war is between the living and the dead. And make no mistake. The dead are coming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Four Midwest Guys Presents The Night's Watch, a Game of Thrones podcast. Tonight we'll be reviewing Episode 5, East Watch, and here to help me do that today is my brother Aaron. Hey, how's it going? How you doing, dude? Yeah, I'm all right. All right, well, let's get started. It is a jam-packed episode. All right, so a lot, not a lot of action in this episode, Aaron, but definitely a lot of substance. Yeah, I actually think this is a kind of a funny episode because it really hits a lot of story points it needs to hit in a very short time frame. Very short time frame, and we are all over the place. It took me a you know, it took me like four hours to write these notes, literally give me constantly hitting pause. Yeah, because essentially you it. go like thirty seconds to like a minute and you pretty much are entering like a new scene almost. Almost, yeah. I mean it's that quick. And yeah. there's a lot that they in those short scenes they cover a lot yeah. of Yeah. And I mean even like points. on like scenes that are all kind of the same location, you're still jumping quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like uh, later on, when we'll get to King's Landing. You're jumping back and forth throughout King's Landing, and then yep. even you know, as we're staying at the um, the North area, like we generally are the Wall uh, and East Watch. And yeah, like pretty and much Winterfell. And, yeah, yeah. Between even like the Winterfell scenes, you're jumping from like one thing to the next very quickly mm-hmm. without it. Yep. And it's just giving you just enough to where you kind of get the plot point and it goes forward. Then you're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, they're kind of making up for where they would have those other three episodes. They would insert this stuff in yeah. action packed episodes here. They kind of have to take an episode and throw it all together. Yeah. Like as to much as I like this episode, there are some scenes I kind of wouldn't mind if they were played out a little longer in a traditional season. Yeah. Just to kind of get the, the gist, you know, maybe mm. flush it. Few things well, out I mean, especially um, by the time we get back to like introducing some characters again, like there's some like really funny moments that really I think could have been played out and been a little slower and like mm-hmm. without jumping to something else. And I think it might have the dynamic might have worked a little better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but overall, it's still a really good episode. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely up there. I agree. So let's uh, let's jump right into it. Um, we'll, we basically. I call this the long swim. Um, so we come back, and the first scene is when we left at the last at the end of uh, episode uh, four. We see Jamie falling and sinking in the water. Yeah, and somehow miraculously, he is now sw- looks like he has gone for a one heck of a swim. And yeah. is him and I wouldn't really think the water would be that deep from like where he fell though. Not only not only that, but how do you hold your breath that long to get from one end? <laughs> Of the, the leg to the other without coming up for air or something. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure a 
there's probably a few brain cells that died in that swim. I, I'm like, sure they did. The body was probably grasping for oxygen. I was just um, like, man, these guys so, are some Olympic divers or something. Yeah. But yeah. Also, I mean, the fact that he was actually able to come up, even though he was wearing like full body armor, like, and that most likely is like an extra what 50, 60 pounds. Every bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially what he was, he was in his full armor too. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like I know, like you have Braun there, who's pretty much just in leather, who's also helping with that, but. Yeah. Still, not not an easy task by any means. No, definitely. Though it also not. does confirm it was Braun. And it like was Braun, right? That's it was a little hard to tell in the last. It episode. was. I actually thought maybe it was it was Dickon, but no, yeah. it's actually. You, you thought they'd Braun. have a redeeming moment for Dickon, but uh, <sighs> poor poor Dickon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like Rickon. I guess anybody that has ends at O N, you know, just they're, they're not fond of the O Ns. They they don't last long. Well, I mean, you have John. But well, yeah, he kind of came back. But so. it's, it's, yeah, it's not like John; it's yeah. just John. Yeah, yeah. So. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but I, I love. There's some great lines in here. Bronze, like, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> uh, until I get paid, only I get to kill you. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, his line yeah. response to that was like, "I saw a chance in the war." At the same time, he's like. Did you not see the fucking dragon standing between you two? <laughs> Which, I mean, it's a pretty big dragon. I think he probably showed up. Or he probably did. And I love Brad's lo- logic. He's like, until I get paid, you don't do shit like that yeah. <laughs> ever again. <laughs> there, there's also the joke was like, now the dragons are in the fray, man. I feel like my uh, my contract's up for bid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, hey, we... You're fucked. What yeah. do you mean you're fucked? Don't you mean we're fucked? No, no, no. I'm I'm gone. I'm out. <laughs> That's where we part ways, pal. <laughs> Giant flame breathing monsters was not in the contract. contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a it's a nice little interaction and um and I, I like it, even the ending when he's like, I have to tell Cersei. He's like, you might as well jump. You should jump back in the river. <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently, uh, he, he assumed that would go worse than the uh, interaction with the dragon. Yeah. And he's probably would have been right under normal circumstances. Um, if it wasn't. Argument for it. Yeah. If he wasn't, you know, Jamie to her. And yeah. Whatever. Okay. So let's move on to post-mortem battle of the loot train. Um Tyrion's kind of surveying the utter destruction and carnage. Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of an interesting, like, as fast-paced as this episode is, it's a nice, kind of quiet moment, and you almost see, like, kind of a bit of sadness and remorse of, like, kind of oh, yeah. destroying, like, what was his own people. people. Like, people he might have actually led in, like, the Battle of Blackwater. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, these are his, like you said, he probably fought alongside of those, some of those people yeah. at Blackwater. And... Like, it's interesting seeing, like, a bit of, like, remorse about it, even though he does, he doesn't really seem like he th- regrets what he did, but there is kind of a, a sad moment to it, or a sad hue. Yeah, because it, it has a very different feel. It's not the, like, um, it's not like the battlefield after a massive medieval fight right mm. like where you just see bodies everywhere here it's just like ash yeah and yeah i know. think i've seen somewhere where someone like compared like the dragons to essentially being an air fleet yeah and that's kind of accurate like it's pretty much like you look at like world war one footage or world mm-hmm. war two footage yep and just seeing kind of the ashes of people that were you know blown up on bombs or mines and like yeah it has something closer to that feel it definitely does it's it, it's it, it's just kind of out of place almost. It's because we've never seen a battle with dragons before, yeah. much less the aftermath of yeah, dragons. Yeah, I mean it's it's before we've kind of just seen like you look back at like the Battle of the Bastards and you have just bodies piling right. up, and this time it's just they're all turned to ash. Yeah, they're just gone. Yeah, 
Like yeah. it's it's definitely a different version of hell. And I think and then the other scene or probably that's you see the Thraki taking swords from the dead day. I'm beginning to think Tyrion is beca- thinking much less of the Dothraki with every passing moment, just because of everything. That, oh, the whole looting the bodies? Looting thing. the bodies afterwards. Cool. It's his own people. I mean, ash, it probably doesn't you know. add to it, but at the same time, that's probably not even something other armies of the time are against. Yeah. Like, there's nothing we've seen that suggests that they, um, they look down on looting your enemy's corpse. Yeah, maybe, but I, I I think it just adds to his 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 suffering in the moment. I think yeah. you know it's like really, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm my people are ash. I destroyed my own people, and mm. you're taking their swords. Yeah, yeah. And, but but I mean, like you have an army that's trying to like take over. Yeah, you you're going to collect resources and try sure. to use them. It sure. makes sense. It makes sense. But it doesn't, but it doesn't add to his moment. No, 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 no. It definitely it adds, doesn't brighten his day any. No, it adds to his torture and his, uh, his inner turmoil, probably. Yeah. Honestly. Um, all right, so Danny uh, bending is uh, back to uh, demanding her prisoners to bend the knee yeah. <laughs> that they've taken during the battle. What? Well, at the same time, it's not like she has prisons to send them to, so... True, other than maybe Dragonstone, but who wants to do that? Right? I mean, I don't know exactly the distance you'd have to actually travel to do that. No. And I don't know what would be the benefits of it, really. Yeah. And she does try to make her case. She's like, I'm not Cersei. Mm-hmm. You know, I... You know, yeah, I, I'm not attacking your towns and your villages. Burning. I'm. I know the propaganda she's using against you, mm-hmm. and I want to assure you, I do not live up to that. Right. So I am not a monster, you know, flame breathing dragon sort of thing. Right. But she but, does have them. She does have them, and obviously, she says, "Bend the knee or die." And Lord Tully, being the stubborn ass that he is, and, yeah. Um, that we've seen so much from him, it really, it's honor. Uh, refuses more pride than honor. Yeah, because I mean, even Tyrion makes the argument like you've already betrayed one queen or one person you've been pledged to. Right. Like, well, what's another at this point? What are you trying to do? And obviously, he he refuses. She says she respects that. And I think in some ways there is a certain pride of like being defeated on the battlefield for the old dude, though. Because like, once you see like Dickon taking place with him, he's like. Fuck no! Well, yeah, even he's like, you're a fool, a fool, foolish child. He's trying to, yeah. Even he's like, no, no, you, know, you should fucking stay. stay. Yeah, I lost this battle and my pride with it. I'm okay to go. Right, you're the last leader of the fucking house. So yeah, you you should take responsibility and step up and yeah. be the, the the house. But no, Dickon goes with him and even stupid Dickon. Yeah, stupid Dickon, really, because even uh-huh. even Tyrion's like. Are your one house has already fallen to this war? Don't make it another. Don't make it another. You moron. Yeah. And but now he he sticks I mean, with his dad. Technically, I guess Sam's still out there, but I don't know if he counts since he was kind of disowned. He was pretty much kind of disowned. I mean, Sam is now well. Once we get past this part, he will become the head of the. He becomes the head of the house by default. In my well, opinion. I mean, whether anyone acknowledges that or not is a different yeah. thing, though. Right, exactly. But technically, he is the eldest son, so... Yeah. Yeah, I would say probably. I know. He's does, a, does he have another brother that's still alive, or no? Not I don't that, think so, right? Not that I know of. I, I'm not a big... I'm not like a book expert, like some yeah. people are, but... Like, as I'm far pretty as sure it was just Dickon, right? It was Dickon and him, and I thought that was it. So, maybe there's another one? I, I don't know. I'd have to look into that. Um, but... 
obviously, uh, Tyrion goes on, what good comes from beheading him? She's like, oh, I'm not beheading them. Yeah. <laughs> no. And actually, I think she makes a good point here. Like, yeah. I think what she does is inciting fear and terror in a way that beheading wouldn't. Yeah. And I mean, it's using dragons that's something only you have and showing how fucking horrible that is to die by. And honestly, I thought the dragon was going to fucking eat him. Yeah, I did I too. That's what they were gonna I kind of did too. Oh. I was like, yeah, he'll just eat them, and that and that's effective. And yeah. Then, like, and, I'm like, you got big dragons. I'm sure they're hungry. You probably don't have an excess of cattle currently. <laughs> you probably just let them eat the corpses, right? No, just burn them. Yeah, it was just like, and the whole the whole scene was, uh, you know, obviously it was horrific, right? In, in typical yeah. Game of Thrones fashion. I don't think it's the worst one we've seen on it, but yeah, like, yeah, it. Uh, you can definitely see where Tyrion is like, kind of be like, "Hey, don't don't go too far." Well, yeah, I mean, Tyrion even tries to get uh, Lord Tully to take the black, and he's like, "You can't do that. She's not my queen." He talks mm-hmm. her out of that. Yeah, won't let his honor, even though it's him and his son are about to be burnt to a crisp. Yeah, Tyrion really tries to throw every fucking rope he can, and they're just like, "Fuck you, I'm out." Yeah, and you know, it's just like, and he's like, "But you know, you're, you're he even went as far as we'll put him in chains." Yeah, you know, nothing like a good few weeks in a cell to change a man's mind and yeah. nothing she's like no i gave him a choice yeah this is it yeah. yeah and i mean and i respect that too honestly i mean you don't want to show weakness when you're you know first battle with an invade or you know other army maybe right. at the same time like i can kind of see Tyrion's concern with you know wiping entire houses off you know right westeros when essentially you do want to kind of keep it together and like actually rule over it yes Exactly, and honestly, burning them to a crisp kind of re- goes reflects back to her father, really. Yeah. I mean, because he I burned mean, people alive, too. So. Yeah, I mean, like, don't worry, is it causing fear and allowing, like, 90% of the dudes to follow her? Yes. Yes. Is that bad in terms of, like, propaganda going forward? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to make an awfully good case for Cersei if she ever kind was of, to right? use that. Yeah. Like, look, she burnt prisoners alive. Yeah. I didn't burn prisoners Just alive. like her father, yeah. you know. Oh, well. Well, at least she got the rest of the prisoners to bend the knee after they saw the Yeah. <laughs> get burned I mean, alive. like, what are your options, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, you know, I don't really want to die like that, so... Uh, I mean, it's not like... I can't imagine Cersei's, like, super popular. Like, yeah. I imagine they were really following, like, Tolly more so than Cersei. I would think so as well. So, um, but anyway, she does get the... To get him to bend the knee, and I really hope he didn't like Dickon very much because well, I, I don't he's know. Gone. I mean, Dickon might be a very you know missed character. I we'll uh, see. We'll see. Uh, I'll miss the jokes if nothing else. Oh, so, what the Dickon jokes? The Dickon jokes. I'm yeah. going to miss. Really going to miss those. I'm sure you can still make them. Uh, it's just harder to bring into conversation. Yeah, it's kind of hard now. You know, he yeah. got burnt alive. He took a really crappy death. And, well, I don't, I don't know how hard it is. I mean, he is burnt out. Well, he's definitely not going to... Yeah, he's definitely not hard now. That's mm. pretty, ah, right, well. So now that we've <coughs> taken care of Dick on jokes, let's yeah, move we, on. We've had our beavis and butt <laughs> Yeah. All right, so uh, let's move on to uh, Jamie and Cersei. Uh, discuss, let's just say, call it discussing the odds here. They're kind of yeah. going back and forth. Um, still talk. If she asked about how many men do we lose, like, oh... Honestly, we're trying to count the ashes. <laughs> Just <laughs> made it difficult. Yeah, it was a little hard. But um, he really did get back to King's Landing very quickly. Well, they weren't that far from King's Landing. Okay. Either. So they were remembered because they said uh, in the last, the gold had just made it through the mm. gate and that 
they were just further behind the, the train yeah. of uh, Green and Luton. Mm. And, uh, but it's, it's interesting, it kind of like same day, it seems. Yeah, yeah, so they weren't that far from yeah. King's Landing. In fact, I was surprised that she turns a lot around and yeah. actually heads back to Dragonstone after all that. Yeah, that's a fair point, just because so, of how close they are. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think there's an argument for her not actually attacking King's Landing, even though... Oh, yeah. I mean, she wouldn't, but I'm surprised she didn't start us to surround it or something. Yeah. Cut it off, something, but mm. she didn't. Um, but anyway, so they talk, you know, they have no idea how many men they've lost yet because of the ash. Um, she's like, well, we can buy mercenaries. You yeah. know, we've got the Iron Bank. We paid them off, so they'll be more than happy to put us back in debt yeah. to them. And, well, it's interesting because he's like, if you saw the Dorthraki and what they can do... There's no mercenary group that's going to beat them two to one. <laughs> exactly. It's like, and we the, could have three times the amount of mercenaries, and they're still going to fucking Yeah, die. he's like, it'll beat any ar- army, and they just did that for sport. They yeah. weren't even fighting. They were just beating the shit out of us for the hell of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just a good old hunt for them. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, by the way, she's got three dragons yeah. as well. So, what are we going to do? <laughs> really, I think even just the one dragon kind of uh, puts the odds in your favor, apparently. Yeah, but multiply like, that by three. And, yeah. yeah. You're fucked. Like, she just has spare. She has spare dragons. <laughs> yes. Uh, did she use her biggest dragon? Yeah, but yeah, she still has two more. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if like size equals flame power here. It might. Might. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, breathes fucking fire. Good enough, right? Kind of. I think so. Bigger than a horse, breathes fire. I think that's going to be kind of equivalent. Still has, you know, the equivalent of mass, you know, mass weapon of mass destruction. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, Reusable. It's still, it's still a giant flamethrowing <laughs> air force. Yep. I, I, I agree. Um, so, yeah, but uh, they have no choice but to, to either fight, you know, to fight, essentially, is what she's, she comes down to. She kind of comes to that conclusion, I guess. It's like, well, whether I have to fight her or, yeah, or negotiate to die, you know, what are we going to do here? Yeah, essentially, it's like, no matter what she does, she feels like she's in the, you know, gla- glare of death. So right, pretty much you go down fighting or you just go down die. Yeah, because she's like, well, I'm sitting on her throne that her was her father's. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm no, she's no fan of mine. So, yeah. you know, what am I going to do here? And she's got a point. There's nothing she can do, really. And then, you know, and then uh, she hears, and this this is the part about the scene I love the most, is when she finds out about Joffrey. Yeah. And Jamie explains that, you know, it was, was you know, the Tyrell, it was the Queen of Thorns, it was Mm. Elena. Uh, She doesn't really believe it at first. Yeah, she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, and I loved his line, who would you want your granddaughter to marry, Joffrey or Tommen? Yeah, I mean, even I mean, even Jamie has to make that point. Yeah, to her, you know. Oh well, yeah, it's both of them see the point. That was like, which one do you think would be easier to manipulate? Right, Tom. Tom, come on. Yeah, you know, and let's face it, Joffrey was an ass, and uh, yeah, you know, little, yeah, he was a little antichrist for yeah. Sake. So yeah, I, it was just in the. I just love the when she finally hits her in that bitch moment, and she's just like, and then she just turns around, and blames him for yeah, letting like, her off easy. You shouldn't have. You sh- I shouldn't have let you talk me out of skinning her alive. Yeah, something along those lines. She should have died screaming. Yeah, blah blah blah. It was just typical, perfect Don Cercian, except she doesn't get her revenge. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. she kind of does. Her entire family's wiped off. You know, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's pretty good revenge. It's good revenge like, for most she people. She killed one person, you killed all her family, all of them, and herself included. Yeah, 
Hey. You've wiped her house from it. And I think that would probably be good for me or you or for anybody else, but for her, probably not. She wanted a little more suffering involved. Yeah, yeah. she's all about the suffering, you know, as we found out with uh, the Doran girls. So, yeah. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, John tames the dragon. Well, I mean, he meets a dragon, and the dragon doesn't eat him. True, but not like, too many people can actually like, other... Yeah, like, he actually is, like, petting it like it was a fucking horse. Right, yeah. and it's it's interesting because that's only the third person I think we've seen do it. Danny can obviously do it. Yeah. We've seen Tyrion do it. Yeah, briefly. When he took off the chains off, right? And yeah. now John can do it, so... Yeah. All of... Well, I mean, we know Daenerys is Targaryen. It's already pretty much been confirmed. John is as well. Right. There's also a lot of heavy hints that's true of Tyrion as well. Yeah. Uh, so it, it could be a bloodline thing. Yeah, it could be. And it just kind of reinforces. And I think this is that kind of cool mo- moment for all the nerds out there that are, you know, tracing the bloodlines. Yeah, and- like it's, it's reconfirming some theories. But it's interesting because I don't, I mean, we pretty much confirmed this like a season back, so it's interesting to have those smaller reaffirmations of it. Yes, exactly. Like, it really doesn't seem like it has like the punch it would have like earlier in the seasons, right? Not as... Had you seen this before you saw like the background story of like his mother and all that? If we hadn't known about that yet, it would have probably made this moment that much more interesting. Yeah. But I think... Yeah, I think this is just like a little nod to the fans and, yeah. and giving them, giving the nerds like, oh, look, well, he's telling the I dragon. Because of how quickly the scene goes by, I think it's really just like, hey, dragons don't eat him. That's going to be important for the story going forward. Heads up. <laughs> FYI. Hint, yeah. hint. Wink, wink. Nod, nod. Like, because I mean, essentially, there's not really a useless scene this episode. No, no. Definitely. So not. like, I don't think, I think this might be more than just reaffirmation that, you know, yeah, that he's, that he's a, tar- a Targaryen. I think it might be something that's a small little thing. It's like, hey, so when this thing happens later down, you saw the scene. You know, like, there's actually, like, consistency here. <laughs> it's not just, like, we went full metal on the last episode and have, like, hacks wielding dragon riders. <laughs> I did like her first line to him. She goes, well, what do you think of them? Aren't they beautiful? That's not exactly the word I would have come, but but yeah, they're beautiful. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I just crapped my pants, but um, I yeah. mean they're gigantic, but yeah, and ferocious, and yeah, and a little lizardy, <laughs> a little scaly, a little slimy, but uh, yeah, sure, they're beautiful. Love them. Yeah, and of course she reaffirms that they're her children, right? Yeah. So you know, showing that bond, and, mm. and it's funny because she goes on and she still hasn't let go of that heart thing. She's like. She asks again about the heart and the knife for the people. And John just kind of ignores the question. I mean, yeah. it's so... Well, he's kind of deflecting the question a bit. Yeah, I'm just wondering why it, it's sticking out in her head so much and why she's so curious about that all of a sudden. It just It's like something well, she... Well, I mean, she seemed interested from the time she heard it. It's like, that's weird. Can we come back from the dead? Wait, wait. Do we have an, Is that an option here? I'm just wondering if, it, if there's something in their lore or something. Because... Mm. Uh, like she knows referencing to her that's like playing back playing back to something about somebody taking some uh, a knife to the heart or something because yeah. doing it three episodes in a row seems a little excessive for, other than just for a yeah, slip it, of the it tongue it definitely does seem like a plot point somewhere yeah so once I, again there's not a lot of 
like non necessary parts here. There's not, and 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 to that fact, and like I said, for the third episode in a row, she's asking somebody, yeah. and now she's asking John. Just tells me I think there's a little bit more to the story. I think, or, or I'm going to be kind of disappointed if there's not at this point. If they've spent this much time, you expected to kind of come up where she actually there was a reveal of like what actually happened, right? And it, there's some bigger connection or something. There's possibly some sort of a payoff, other than her just being curious, because that seems a little. Excessive. I don't know. Like it's not necessarily a bad character point for just her being curious. At the same time, yeah, I, I would expect that to come up some somewhere. Um, also in the scene, Jorah Mormont returns. Yeah. So, a um, little bit of a love triangle moment. Um, I mean, there's that awkward kind of gaze back and forth. forth yeah. yeah. But John does acknowledge, I served with your father. Yeah. You know, and he was an honorable man. And blah, blah, blah. Jorah's like, weird. I have a lot of people that served for my father I'm meeting lately. Yeah, like, this is kind of crazy. Even and, though, uh, actually, I don't think that comes up in conversation. You'd think it would, though, wouldn't you? you think. But... Danny, yeah, the guy that healed me said the same thing. It's kind of strange. Uh, you think I'd bring that up? Huh. But I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. It'll come up later, I'm sure. Mormont was just like, hi. Hi, pretty lady. I'm back. What's up, babe? Yeah. Just give a big hug, and John's just like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I don't... I feel like I shouldn't be here for this. This, this seems a little too friendly. Too friendly, and, and uh, I don't like it. What's the like age difference all. here? Like 30 years? It's not weird. Yeah. No, wait. No, it is. It is. And, yeah, I kind of have a thing for her right now. So, yeah, this isn't cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird love triangle, actually, because it's kind of creepy on all ends. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like, like one's, like one's aunt-niece relationship, and the other one's like a 30-year age difference. Yeah. So, like, I guess the 30-year age difference is the less creepy of the two. For the time period, it's it's, it's okay. And, and honestly... I mean, it, for the show, it's not super against the incest. And at least it's not direct siblings, but still... Still, it's, that's nasty. You know, I, I, honestly, the age thing doesn't bother me too much. Because it's medieval times, and it's a little bit more common. And, and honestly, it's common in our time, too. Yeah. I mean, our parents, yeah. your dad, my mom, you know, yeah. there's quite a bit. There's yeah. some years between the two. So. Um, 10, 15. Something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't 30, granted, yeah. but... Like, don't get me wrong. If, if you're into, like, a 30-year age difference in your relationship, that's fine. As long as you know you're both in the same stages of life sort of thing. Right, right. So, um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so moving on from awkwardness to awesomeness. Uh, Brian Wargs a bunch of, uh, like, a flock of Raven. I don't see why the flock's necessary. I, I feel like you could just do one and get the same information. I didn't think it was necessary either. No, no, it looks cool. It does look it cool. It does look cool. And I think they're doing that to show that his power is growing. Yeah, but like, they all go to the same place. <coughs> yeah. Like, it's not like he just spread them out and like, was I see everything simultaneously. Trying to find exactly where they were by yeah. spreading them out. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just a display of, visual display of yeah. like, brand Strength. Don't wrong. It's a cool scene, though. Oh yeah, it's very cool. So it is kind of cool how like the Night King sees them and, and is just, like disperse. And with one look, it's just, yeah. it's, it just does the turn of the head real quick, like ah. And yeah, like, and all of a sudden they're like, "Fuck, we've just got it." Yeah, he loses the connection. But pretty cool to see. Um, the the other thing to take away from this is is it is it just me, but is it every time that we see the army of the dead, they seem to get. Larger, yeah, they probably do because they're probably yeah. just collecting bodies as they go. Yeah, I, to me, it seems like they're almost ten thousand strong. Yeah, at, at this point. Yeah, just from what we saw 
I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know what number they have it at. But, yeah, it seems like a shit ton of dead people. Yeah, very, very much so. Yeah, <laughs> lots of dead people. So. I mean, as the battles keep going, I'm sure there'll be more dead people. So, yeah. Right. And then, of course, Bran's like to the maester, send the ravens. Yeah. And I hope he had extra ravens because he took quite a few. <laughs> he did. Hopefully those were wild ravens and not messing like, It's not just ravens. like he released them from the cages. <laughs> <laughs> you're free. You're free. <laughs> Fuck, we need those still? <laughs> ah, son of a bitch. <sighs> wait, wait. Give me like an hour. I'll bring them back. Uh, I'm just three-eyed raven. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. The, the three-eyed raven, he does not fly like in physical form. I, he, he's really just hanging out. Actually, he probably would show no emotion because he's kind of stoic now. So it'd be yeah. like, oh. No, you think okay. like, his personality will like reintegrate in time? Or is like that's just him now? I think that's just him now. So if they did say that that was all the ravens, he'd just be kind of like, oh, okay. Great. I'll get more. I'll get more. <laughs> all right uh um, like, i can see being overwhelmed by like excess amounts of information but like you would assume like your personality would kind of reintegrate into that after a bit yeah right you would think like, you have people that have like overwhelming psychedelic experiences and like kind of come back to themselves in time maybe in time but he is kind of overwhelmed i think because he, he sees everything and when he goes warging or whatever they, they yeah. call it and so yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of information to yeah. absorb and take on and try to make part of you. And I, I don't know. Yeah, you like can't. He had to kind of compress his personality there for yeah, to make more room. Really, it's a lot of personality or a lot of power to take on, and yeah. it's going to change you. So. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, so let's move on. We're uh, Old Town and uh, the Maesters. They have already received the the scroll, the raven message about Bran's vision mm. of the uh, the dead being very close to the wall now. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sam is in the background doing his Yeah, for duties. whatever random reason he's there. It seems convenient timing, but... But yeah, this is kind of like the Grand Council of the Maesters, I guess. In a yeah. Way. It's, you know, kind of I mean, it, it seems like their, their weekly meeting sort of thing. Yeah, kind of get together. Um, so, but yeah, he supports... Um, Sam supports Brand's claim, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he, he offers the idea. He goes, well, if you back up this claim, people will believe you. Yeah. If you take this seriously, yeah, they're going to believe you. Which is a fair point. Like, you're, you pretty much have the height of academia, mm-hmm. in this case, more or less making the argument for it, even though, I mean, that's not always going to be effective for you as modern time shows, but... but it, 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 this, it would it would add or add credibility to it. It would add a lot of credibility. He's like, if you tell them to send troops to the north, they will. Yeah, you know, just it. All you got to do is just support it. That's all you have to do. Yeah, you know, and which makes sense in some ways, but I actually think there's a lot of people that wouldn't, even if the Maesters did support it. Yeah. Like, you look at Cersei, like, she's not going to leave King's Landing undefended for anything. No, no, I, I think it would, she would have to know that Danny would do the same, and yeah. that would be the only way. But he also goes, he also continues with his stories, like, and also you could have every maester pouring over every scroll and every book on how to defeat these guys permanently. Yeah, which actually seems like, actually pretty the best idea, plan. Yeah. Right. And at the very least, you think they'd assemble, like, two or three guys. scenario, you know. You go for like a weekend romp through all the stuff you yeah. have on White Walkers. You're probably not going to be that far behind on what other academic thing you're pursuing. I really think Sam would have got better traction if he had like proposed it as a new book. 
Like mm. they could call it the tale of the White Walkers and yeah. made it a research project for them or something. And I think they would have been more excited. Like what the saying is like he he needed a bit more salesmanship on this. Yeah, it could have been like appealed to what they like to do. Be yeah. like, you guys could create the history of the White Walkers in one telltale book. You yeah. know, and well, then you also have argument about who gives like is given authority and like credibility on it. Sure, but there'd be some issues. But it would be better than what it got out of this, which was We'll call, we'll write the Maester Winterfell for more clarification. Yeah. Yes, yes. We'll send a committee. Yes. Mm. At the same time, they also have, like, the idea, of, well, maybe it's, like, actually espionage from, like, Daenerys, that she's actually trying to make arguments for, like, clearing away armies. And, like, that's not a bad plan. Like, it's probably not a super effective one from her point, but it wouldn't be a horrible idea. It, he, and he's, he's got a point. But, again, yeah, like, if you actually listen to his arguments for it, it's like, there was some credibility to it. Like, you go back to, like, a previous episode where he's talking about, like, well, people thought the world was going to end on this thing and this thing and this thing. Like, he's he's rational about it. He does right. have a logical reason for it. Because they are the, the ones of stability that keep yeah. society going. But at the very least, though, even with that thought in mind, you go back to pouring over the books and the scrolls. You know? You yeah. Still do that. And yeah. Yet, nobody yeah. has to know that you're yeah, doing it. really it. wouldn't hurt you in any way. Right. I mean, worst case scenario, it delays some projects. Precisely. So, I, you know, I, I think you at least could have done that. But now they just, well, we'll, we'll just get clarification. Yeah. Um, obviously, Sam is really pissed off and frustrated. Yeah. Kind of walks Between out. Between cleaning latrines and doing book duties, which I really thought he was going to gain more out of book duties. I really did. Yeah, I did too. But, like, that clearly just meant to, like, that, that, was that really had a, nothing. That was her. just a punishment. And I really thought he was throwing him a bone. And yeah, I, was, I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of disappointed. Um, and they, at the end of the scene, they point out, well, haven't you told him about his brother or his, his father? father? He's like, no, I didn't want to bother the poor lad. Don't have the heart for it. Just like, really? Yeah. Come on, it's his dad and his brother for crap's sake. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. These guys are a bunch of eggheads. <clears throat> that's all. I, that's what I take away from all this. Eggheads. That's, eggheads. Uh, that's an interesting term. Eggheads. Yes. Eggheads. All right, moving on. Uh, Tyrion and Varys in the throne room. Um, kind of an interesting little tit for tat, maybe. It's actually a really short scene, too. Yes, that, most of these scenes in this episode are very short. No, 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 but like, but I feel like this is one of the scenes that could have been played out a little longer than mine. Yeah. Because really, they are going through this very quickly. Yep. And it's kind of funny because, like we were talking about before, they bring up the validity of Danny's execution methods for the Tullius. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's the concern with her becoming a king like her father was. Right. And Varys has that nice line, well, she won't be if we have, she has someone to guide her Good away counsel, yes. Yeah. And you need to find a way to make her listen Though to it. it's funny because you actually have Varys taking like a sip out of Tyrion's drink. And I think it's the first time you actually see Varys drink in a long time. A very long time. But it's kind of like a meeting of the minds, really. The good guy minds, if, yeah. if you will. You know? And um, it's, it's just an interesting little conversation that yeah. they're talking about themselves. Yeah, that, it does show concern yeah. about... About our our point earlier, yeah. you know. So, good scene, but yeah, I agree. It could have been much, should have been much longer. And Yeah, like, I feel like they yeah. could have drawn that out a little bit. Like, I'm not against where it was. Like, mm-hmm. clearly there was a lot happening in this. Yes. But I feel like that's one of the first, like, scenes you see in this that really could have been played out. Like, maybe even 30 seconds longer. And, like, it could have added to it. Yeah. The comedy was good, though, too. He's like, so, what's in the scroll? Well, this is a sealed king for the king of the north. Okay, great. What's in the scroll? <laughs> All right. It's like, that's nice. What did it say? <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's that fun little thing where it's like, 
Ferris has more information than he lets on about, and yeah. Tyrion's very yeah. well aware of it. Yes. Though it's funny because you're starting to see like people catch on to Tyrion shit like that too. Yes. <laughs> like a wise man once says, "Like was that wise man you? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you wouldn't try to make yourself sound like a intelligent man, would you? Mm, no, <laughs> never with you." <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that moves right into the next scene, which is the plan, the grand plan to do something about the White Walkers, yeah. uh, which is kind of interesting because I didn't think Danny would come this far this quickly. All mm-hmm. she's really seen is her John talk about it and other people talk about it and then see some cave drawings. Yeah. And that's all she has. But she's come quite a bit now. That might be because she's got a thing for John. But... Well, that and it also, she doesn't really lose a whole lot. By yeah. letting John go, really. True, true. But I just, it, you really see her... That and it could be, like, John's opinion on how to actually deal with the Lannisters and not actually going so far as actually taking down King's Landing directly might have actually influenced her on how he is as a leader. Yeah. Which actually might go back into the whole taking a knife of the heart thing. Because it, it actually did. is representative of him in terms of leadership. Leadership and how far he's willing to go. Yeah. It's a good point. Fair point. Um... So uh, it, it opens up with John reading his scroll, and instead of being happy about it, he's like, I thought Arya was dead. I thought Bran was dead. How the fuck did all these people survive? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Just like, fuck it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and Tanny's lines even funnier. Well, I'm very happy for you. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously he says, you know, he informs about the White Walkers yeah, and all the way. Apparently, the brother I thought was dead has magical psychic abilities. It is now predicting that White Walkers are going to attack here. And Arya is a kick-ass assassin, apparently. Yeah. He doesn't know that yet, but still. Yeah, it'll, it'll come up. He'll come up. He's got that flaring steel knife. He's going to get all stabby with it. So, yeah. So, obviously, John's like, well, I have to go. I have to get prepare for the war. Mm. You know, I can't just be sitting out here on a rock. You know, uh, we will fight with what we had unless you're going to fight with us. Yeah. Turning to Danny, and Danny's like, "Well, as soon as I go, Cersei's going to move right in, so yeah. I can't go." And, <laughs> and we have to convince Cersei that the White Walkers are real, and that's what mm. Tyr- that's Tyrion. It's Tyrion that brings it in perspective. He's like, yeah. "Well, my mom, Cersei just thinks they're nursery rhymes to yeah. scare children, and mm. you know, bedtime stories to scare kids." So. We have to find a way to convince my sister that they're real. Yeah. And then that's when he brings up, well, why not capture one soldier and bring it down to King's Landing? Yeah, which is an interesting plan because they don't seem to really roam on their own too frequently. Mm-hmm. At least in the big scrawling shots of them in, you know, thousand plus numbers. Right. So uh, capturing an individual one is going to be an interesting task. Yeah, I've suddenly got a picture of them. If I didn't know they didn't take a horse with them, because we've seen the episode, I almost you think they would just take a horse, lasso one, and (laughs) drag it behind them. And uh, well, I mean, it's not like the lot being dragged really bother the White Walkers. It might just cut the rope as it's being dragged. It might, but you know, maybe throw a couple ropes on. I don't know, but (laughs) make a run for it, and then you know. Yeah, yeah tie them up more and then take well, I think off. They brought a cage with them, don't they? Or like towards the end of the episode? I did not see the cage if they did. It just yeah, looked like it's, those it's those eight walking, and that's all I saw. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, so they're, and then they're like, "Well, that's great, but um, 
Cersei might grant us an audience and then murder us. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what are we going to do about that? And then Tyrion's like, well, she listens to Jamie, so... Which I'm not even sure how he knows Jamie survived at this point, if we're being honest. Well, he was can... he was at the battle, and I would think he would know if his brother yeah, but was like, captured. Yeah, but like, he fell into water, like... I would think they wouldn't... If it's something any more than just like, well, we didn't find his body, so he's probably alive. Yeah, but I would think they would go looking for him, because he is the head of the Lannister army. Army, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) That's what I assumed, anyway. Yeah. But it's a good point. I hadn't really thought about it. Like, don't be wrong. I know with Varys, you have a lot of information that comes and goes, so, I mean, you can probably just put it in that category of loopholes, but... Like, as quickly as everything's going, you know, it's interesting that they actually know he's alive. Yeah, true. It is a big But then battle. again, apparently, by the time you actually see Jamie again, you realize he, Tyrion's still in contact with Bronn, so... Right, which we'll get to, but... So, Tyrion obviously comes up with a brilliant plan. Well, she only listens to Jamie, but... So, Jamie might listen to me, so... Yeah, how long? So, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a stretch still. Still. And then they're like, well, how am I going to get to King's Landing? And everybody looks at Davos. <laughs> He's like, I can get you in, but I'm no fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Typical Davos. <laughs> it is kind of a fun little position for Davos to be in. It's like, hey, Davos, how'd you lose your hand? Smuggling. Smuggling. <laughs> It's the one thing he's good at. And, yeah. Know, you know, the... well, I mean, he's not really bad in terms of a general either. But yeah, he's a good yeah. advisor. Yeah, but, but it's uh, it wasn't his strong suit apparently <laughs> as much as smuggling. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Davos obviously agrees, and then John and Jorah both. Well, Jorah volunteers, and then John volunteers, and mm. and then Danny's like, "Well, I don't have to let you go." He's like, "Well, you got to kind of trust me." Yeah, yeah. I came to this rock not knowing who the f you were, so. Why don't you try returning the favor? favor? Kind of puts her in a corner with it. It's kind mm. of interesting, really, John. Kind of. Where she's just like, well, I can kill him or let him go, but he might be useful, and that might be an issue. I kind of want to shag um, him, so, okay. You can get him. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. So. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, that moves us back to Winterfell. Again, yeah. we're moving fast. Um, yeah, because it's like, that was a longer scene, yeah, and that was still only like a minute. If that, maybe yeah. two or three minutes tops, and we're already on to the next scene. And yeah. uh, I just like to call this another re- restless court meeting in the north because these guys really like to get together and sit around and they're cold bitch. and whiny. Yes, that, that's essentially it. Um, <laughs> they have nothing left to do. I guess just hang around and bitch. bitch at each other. Uh, the king in the north should stay in the north. Maybe we should have followed you, Sansa, instead. He's like, yeah. that's very nice, but you chose him. Yeah. And, like, I thought we covered this, like, an episode ago. Yeah, pretty much. And takes us right into the next scene. The uh, Sansa and Arya are kind of off by themselves. and um, Pretty much in what was their parents' bedroom. Yeah, and she's like, this is this mom and dad's room? And she's it's like, maybe. Maybe it's... You always did like nice things. Yeah. Real bitchy. It's real fun. Yeah. It, it's, Sister banter, I guess. Yeah. It's a nice sibling rivalry. Like, <laughs> last episode, you're like, oh, well, you guys were really getting along. And I was like, oh, yeah. I forgot why I was always so annoyed with you. So, so very annoyed. And she's like, but she has a point to the whole thing. She's like, you need to stick up for John more. You yeah, need like, to take off their heads if you need to, to make them <laughs> obey, damn it. Well, then she also has the point of like, well, we kind of need them and their support still when John gets back. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she, but she does point out she's like, 
you're thinking of it right now. Right yeah. now, you're even thinking about and it. The whole, like, ambition. I can technically kind of rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah your ambition. It, it is funny because of Argus training, you do have that kind of, like, being able to kind of read people a bit better, and mm-hmm. it, it definitely it throws Sansa off. It definitely throws her off, and it annoys her, too. Obviously. Yeah, just like, damn it. <laughs> just go away. <laughs> not supposed to know these things. <laughs> Don't read my diary. <laughs> kind of, yeah, that's a good point. I like that. That's funny. Um, you know, the uh, the medieval taking over the entire realm sort of equivalent, I guess. I guess. But yeah, she just totally calls her out on her political ambitions to be queen of the North. Yeah. You're thinking it right now. You well, know honestly, probably even more than that. Yeah. If we're being honest about yeah, it. Yeah, the queen of the Southern Kingdoms. Yeah. yeah. You're probably right, unfortunately. She learned a little too much from Cersei. Yeah. In that time. Uh, all right, so that moves us on again. We're moving fast. Uh, Davos and uh, Tyrion arrive at King's Landing. Wait, wait, um, do we see uh, the scene with Arya stalking Littlefinger now? That's or later. That later? Okay. That's later, yeah. Remember, we're all, they're yeah, all over the place. Great yeah. scenes back and forth. Back okay. and forth, back and forth. So now we're at King's Landing, and Davos has arrived with Tyrion at King's Landing. Yeah. And Tyrion hits the shore and kind of gets kind of philosophical and is like, last time I was here, I shot my father with a crossbow. And, and Davos has a great, great response. Great comeback. Last time I was here, you killed my son. Son, with wildfire. Yeah. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we both didn't really leave here on the best of memories. Let's move forward, shall we? And honestly, I kind of forgot about that. So I can see why Davos doesn't really like Tyrion very much. And I, The interesting thing is like, all things considered, he doesn't seem particularly pissed off at Tyrion. He's not pissed off because I think he understands this war, but... You... Yeah, like, he definitely un- seems to get, like, we were just on different sides of this. He's not... Like, as personal a thing as that is, he doesn't really hold it personally. No. And I think that's what makes Davos very beyond himself, you yeah, know, as like, a character. He, he's a very mature character in yeah. a world that's actually pretty petty and shallow. Yeah, he's seen a lot in his days and has matured. He's the... He's the wise sage of the street, so to Kinda. speak. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, like, if not for their history, you could see Davos and Tyrion actually getting along in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, definitely. Because they're, where Tyrion's more the the book smart, and also he also is street smart in his own mm-hmm. way. But Davos is very street yeah, smart. You He's have Davos smuggler. who's really learned from experience, right? And he's really kind of learned from interacting with people in different situations. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like, it's not that he isn't book smart as well, it just doesn't really have that as much in his time as much as Tyrion has. Exactly. Like, you only see him really learn to read, like, a couple seasons back, so... Right, true. But still, it's the it's the high the high birth, if you will, wise mm. man, and the, the flea-bottom wise man, yeah. as it were. At, like, you, you know. di- definitely different perspectives, but both, like, able to learn from their experience. Precisely. Precisely. Um... So, uh, the other big thing is Davos is, says, well, I'm off the flea bottom on business. Um, yeah. So, you're on your own, pal. Well, yeah. You know the streets well. You'll get the hang of it. Yeah. And when I first saw this, I'm like, where is he going? Kind of, right? Yeah. I'm like, like I, I didn't what the fuck even... is he going to do? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, and then Tyrion's like, what if somebody steals the boat? Well, then we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, you best hurry. <laughs> yeah, which is a fun sort of, well, shit happened sort of thing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> still kind of works with the character yeah, it does it does and again we're moving fast uh, next scene uh, Jamie and Tyrion reunion yep one uh, has escorted Jamie over for uh, what is going to be sparring practice yeah down in the dungeons of well I'll just call it the underground of the 
King's the, Landing. The King's Landing. Yeah, which is, is a little odd, I guess, but, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, same place that he's with the dragon skulls and everything. Yeah. And uh, he uses, obviously, he uses that as a ruse yeah. to set up the meeting. Because, so, you know, got to get paid. So, I'm sure Tyrion paid him off nicely. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, you would hope. You would think. But like, it's, it's not just like a favor for an old friend sort of thing. Yeah, but with, let's let's face it, it's been a while since these two have seen each other face to face. I mean, it's it actually kind of interesting. You don't really see Tyrion and Bronn interact in the scenes, even though it has been so long. It, it, yes, you don't see that interaction, but you, this is the first time it's overwhelmed by the more important, which is Tyrion and Jaime, yeah. which we haven't so seen. Even with that, it's kind of funny because there's not like, glad to see you didn't die by a dragon. <laughs> like, you don't have that moment. Right. That's Even though, once again, like, it really looks like he almost died, like, an episode back. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty serious, though. Yeah. You know, it's... Like, it's, it's really straight to the point in business. Like, mm-hmm. this is an, another scene where it's like, you probably could have drawn this out a little bit and actually still filled out the episode well and had character development, but just you didn't have time. You didn't have time, but Tyrion still tries to break the ice. He's like... Well, you really outsmarted me on the strategy, by the way. Yeah. You know, about, well, you know, giving up uh, Casterly Rock and, and all. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you do still have that interaction. You still have it. But I really feel like this is one of those scenes that could have expanded a bit. Oh, it's I would love to have seen a lot yeah. more of this. And the, they go on, and it's uh, and then he goes into about... He tries to justify killing his dad, Tywin. And He's like... Jamie's just like, always hated me. He was going to kill me for something I didn't do. He knew I didn't do it. And Jamie's like, don't talk about father. He's just like, yeah. 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 Sorry. At the same time, Tyrion has some valid points. He really was killing him because he was looking for an excuse to kill him. Sure he was. And he had a valid point. And he, but Jamie's, you know, still pretty pissed off. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't try to kill him, I think, is the only re- shows that he does still have some love for his brother. Yeah. So and like, after all this time. But. There is also, like, he does know that he didn't kill Joffrey. Joffrey. Like, yeah. so he's like, yeah, you have some valid points in this. And Dad was an asshole. And, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> we knew you, I know you were always hated in the family. Right. Um, uh, but then, obviously, straight to the point, okay, you know, I don't want to talk about Dad, and then he goes, and then that's when he proposes Danny's armistice yeah. to, uh, so they can fight the White Walkers together. Yeah. So, um, and they don't even really even talk about that. So they really Not so cut, much. They, After that, it kind of... They kind of cut it short. Yeah, you kind of cut out of it, and then later on it'll go to Jamie talking to Cersei, and... Right, where it's kind of... The thing is all filled out. Yeah. Know? So again, yeah, this is another scene where we definitely would like to see more interaction. Mm. It was tense. It was good interaction. It was good to see, but yeah. it was very short. Yeah, I think, like, it's around this part of the episode where you really start seeing, like, all of the scenes that really could have been expanded on filled just kind of get cut to the point, because... You have to cut it to the point. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, whenever this is released on DVD, you have extended clips of these. Mm. Like, I don't think it'd be completely, like, off at all to have some of these be, like, expanded upon. I would think, I would hope so. I I, I don't know if they shot them or not, but that would be cool. Yeah, like, it might have been cut out of, like, um, the Mm. actual screenplay itself or, like, the script itself, but... But anyway, I, I could definitely see this having been longer at one point. Yeah, it would have been nice to see a much longer meeting between the two and really flush some things out between yeah. them. But it is what it is. But they reward us because the next scene, guess who's back? Gentry. Gentry, the man, the boy that we sent out on a ship rowing so many seasons ago. Yeah, like it's. Uh, we saw him, what, season three? I, season four? Four, I think. Season four? Yeah. Like, Ro- 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 this Dragon point, we have reintroduced the last 
like, just loose end that yeah. was out in the middle of nowhere. Because I think we commented that earlier in the season. Yeah, like, like, pretty much we brought everyone back except that one dude who kept on fucking rowing. Yeah. I know. Now that fucker's back. Bro. All the loose ends. Right back in the fucking the, mix. The, and the last Baratheon has, is back. And apparently, where did he go? He went back to King's Landing. Yeah. And he's a blacksmith and a weaponsmith making Lannister weapons. Yeah. Of all things. Yeah, and he even comments on it like, hey, well, this is apparently where they least expected me to be. And they uh, they look at the swords and not me. He yeah. said, fuck it. Hiding in spite of their noses, literally. And I just like how Davis is out, starts going, well, we need to go. And he's like, all right, great. Um, yeah. Let's go. Not even a question. It's like, no. don't, don't you want to know what we're doing now? No. I'm making art. Like, I'm making weapons for the Lannisters. The people that, you know, fucked me over. So, tried to kill no. my dad. Tried to kill me. Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. Now. But then we see his giant fucking hammer. It's awesome. It's fucking awesome. It's awesome. And not only is it awesome, not only does it have the uh, the stag uh, horns. horns on it, which is cool, uh, but also I dug a little deeper, and it turns out that Robert in the books uh, during Rob... Rob's Rebellion during the mm-hmm. war used like a war axe hammer. Yeah. So it's only fitting that it's his a weird son, genetic sort it's a of genetic component. component that the bastard son of Robert Baratheon would also use yeah. a war hammer. But like, I think we were talking about this before. Like, this season has introduced, like, taken weapons to a fucking new level this season. Yes. Because, like, you look at, like, before this, we had, like, the sword with the wolf paw. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. Like, it is, you know, yeah. it's, it's a nice little touch. But this episode, we get, like, this and it has like this warhammer of like the fucking horns from like the stag husk or what the stag, yep. and then like we also have the like battle axe of Euron Greyjoy that has like the fucking tentacles like like etched into, into it. it. Yeah, like we really went from like just, level one to level ten weapons to just going straight to fucking ninety nine like max weapon shit. Exotic man. weaponry is yeah. definitely on the uh, the like, up and up this season. Like, it's pretty much just been naming swords up to this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, it is. Like, there's some cool fucking weapons that have come out of this and just like out of nowhere. Because <laughs> legit, I see that Yuan Greyjoy axe and I'm like, I want that axe. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Like, I know HBO's like, hey, this is uh, this is about to run short. Like, we're running out of episodes, right? Yeah. yeah. We need to get some merchandising out of this. I, 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 as you and I both share that common interest of collecting weaponry over when we were little, especially in younger days. Uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. am with you. I want yeah. the battle axe. I want the, yeah. the battle warhammer that he has. And yeah, like yeah, the warhammer is cool, man. But I just fucking love that axe so much. <laughs> <laughs> like I would hang that in my house. <laughs> All right, so moving on again, we're moving fast. Escape from King's Landing. Um, basically, starts off with Davos just trying to tell. Trying to set some rules. Gendry, for yeah, forget your father's name. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just going to kick ass. Don't worry about it. Right. Let's not make this more complicated than it has to be because there's already a lot of fucking complications. Yeah. And it's pretty. There's a little bit of humor here. The guard, some guards come up and they're like, and he he pays them off, and they ask what's in the boat. And well, not just that, but like you have that moment of like, really, it costs that much, much now. That much. They're like, 15. oh, you must be an old-timer. We haven't charged that in years. Fifteen gold dragons a piece. Yeah. Can't say it's been a pleasure doing business with you. Yeah. And then they ask... But it's a fun little kind it's of, like... back and forth, but yeah. it shows Davos's, uh smuggler. Yeah, like this side. little bartering aspect of it. It's kind yeah. of weird. And then, like, when he, they actually ask what's in the boat, yep. and he has to go make a cover for it. Yeah. Oh, so, so funny. It's fun. he's, he's smart, obviously, because... 
he knows how to smuggle things, and his hammer's laying right there, and he goes, he just flips over the cover, yeah. covers up the Warhammer, and shows, what's this? It's fermented crab. It's like medieval Viagra, apparently, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Oh, he has that nice little line, I'll put a hole in your chain bag. Yeah. <laughs> Better. Better hurry off to the whorehouses, boys. <laughs> it was pretty funny, yeah. and I thought. And then, of course, Tyrion comes along. The guards recognize him. Well, they're like, what are we looking for, a dwarf with a scar? Like that. I mean, Tyrion tries. He's like, uh, nobody knows how to use a fish, 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 fish hook or something yeah. stupid. <laughs> but we get to see Gen- Gendry get to use that war Yeah, because he was itching to do it. He's like, is yeah. it now? Is it now? Now? No. No. Because the entire scene, like we just saw, like the entire time Dad was like, no. Yeah. Like, just kind of nodding off. I was like, don't do it. And he's just like, yes. <laughs> Boom. Hits the one, breaks the guy's skull in the back, and then hits the other guy right in the face. Yeah. And just, like, you can just see, like, their head just bash in. Shaved right in. So, very, we get to see how effective his yeah. war hammer is. Yeah, it's, it's pretty effective. Yeah. There's actually, like, a meme of that entire scene where it's just, like, from the time you see Gendry up until that moment, he's just like, hammer time. Hammer time. <laughs> like, he's seen, he's like, no. Yes. Can't touch this. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Stop. Hematop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm just going to remix that into a music video. Somebody it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's out there. Yeah. If not, there you go. Facebook. Go for it. Love to hear it. See it. All that good stuff. All right. Moving on. Again, we're moving fast. Uh, Cersei and Jamie. Uh, talk about Tyrion's proposal slash something else has come up. Uh, well, not only Tyrion's proposal, but also the fact Bronn kind of betrayed him, yeah. and her, and she kind of, he kind of betrayed her, and really just a lot of, a lot of back and forth, and yeah. it, it's a little bitchy, but like, it's not super bad, like, all things considered. Well, I think because it's not super bitchy, because it, it actually works into Cersei's favor. Yeah. This because she kind of knew what was happening beforehand, she's like... We're really not going to win this war about right. a little backstabbing, so right. we need something. Perfect opportunity, right? Yeah. So, um, obviously, Kyburn had been spying on Jamie for one thing. Yeah. Um, that's that's a big thing, I think, and you know shows mm. you know he's all about the queen, and definitely doesn't mm. matter who he has to spy on, even Jamie, he'll yeah. do it. Number one, um, and then uh, you know, and then yeah, and obviously Cersei brings up, are you what are you going to do? Are you going to you need to punish Braun. Yeah. He betrayed you and me. Yeah. Hello. So they that doesn't happen in this episode, so I'm not sure what that's gonna yeah, be. I, hopefully that forward. won't be a thing that goes into it because uh, I could still see Braun being a useful I could, person. I would think so too, and I don't think Jamie would wanna yeah. do it anyway. Um we'll see what happens. Of course the biggest thing is apparently Cersei's pregnant again. Yeah. Um She's like right on kids, let's make more. Yeah. Um so, which is interesting. You Which know, is weird timing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it, you you do have her being, you know, kind of ravenous a few episodes beforehand, but um, it is very quick timing on the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess that sex scene did the trick. Um, but it not only that, but I, I went back and I double checked that uh, when she goes to see the whatever it is out in the woods, the fortune teller, the witch, whatever. Mm. And they got that whole prophecy about all of her kids dying. Yeah. There's nothing about another kid, number one, mm. about her having any more kids. And then well, I don't know if it actually mentions how many kids she has, does it? Yeah, I think all three. She says she had three kids and they all die different ways. And mm. It actually spells it out for her. Oh, okay. 
uh, or that they would all die. Yeah. So number one, there's nothing. There's no mention about a fourth kid mm-hmm. uh, or a new one, and uh, also that it, the prophecy goes on. It sounds like um, the way it ends is that she gets killed by her brother. Oh really? Yeah, or a or a brother like figure. So. I'm thinking it's Tyrion at this point. I don't, unless it's Jamie. Yeah, which it could happen. But. I mean, you have seen like some seeds of doubt in Jamie as they kind of had the storyline going. So but, maybe to prevent a Mad King scenario, maybe. But if she's, but scary, it could also just be like, well, fuck it, she's crazy, but that's okay. But now that she's carrying his baby again, yeah, you know, and obviously it is, it gives him an argument for actually having a legacy to fight for. For again, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Not, not a good thing if you're a Jamie or a Lannister hater. So, yeah. but, you know, Jamie now is back on her side 100 percent and is well. Keep I mean, fighting you would assume, right? I don't know. Weirder shit has happened in the show. So yeah, and the other big thing is she's not going to hide that Jamie's the father either. Yeah, this she's time she's going to be quite open about it. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like the Targaryens were particularly hiding about, like, their various forms of incest in the books either. So. Right, but still. It, it's, it's unusual for them. It's yeah. it's a big step for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. She's giving that to him as well. Yeah. Um, and that the last line, though, is interesting. She kind of whispers in his ear, never betray me again, and she hugs him. So yeah. that just tells There's you. There's a weird know, threat sort of thing to it. It's kind of like, yeah, a spider in the web kind of yeah. Yeah, embrace. It's like, okay. Sure, I'll never... Nice news, bad news. Bad news. This is great news, and I love you too, but... just Try this shit again. I will stab you. I will kill you. Yeah. (laughs) I will kill you, like like a Will Ferrell moment or something. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All right, so, again, moving on. Moving quick. Yeah, because even that episode, which is very emotionally dense, like a minute. Hit that. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Gentry meets Jon Snow. So we're back at Dragonstone. Yep. They're already back from King's Landing. Yeah, it's a very quick trip. Very quick trip. Um, <laughs> the Thomas, entire montage scene of just like their fun little boat ride just got cut. Got cut. Yeah. Completely out. Which is a shame because it, it, it sounds adorable. <laughs> it would be for some interesting conversations. Davos, Tyrion, and Gentry. Yeah. yeah. And some stories, I'm sure. Um, so Davos... That was tells Gendry about the time Tyrion killed his son on, you know, the Battle of Blackwater. Yeah, that, that would yeah. be a little All, all laughed. All laughed. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um, I want to touch that one. All right, so Davos starts off the scene with, you're Clovis, you're not Rob's bastard. This is what you need to say. This is who you are, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Here's the backstory. Let's not make things more convoluted than it has to be. Yep. Gendry's like, Fuck this. Hi. Hi. I'm Gendry <laughs> So, John, this is Clovis. Say hello. Hi, I'm I'm Gentry Baratheon. I'm, I'm, I'm Rob Baratheon. I am Rob Bastard. I'm Rob Baratheon's bastard son. Yeah. Okay. Which really does sound like that could be its own standalone little <laughs> spinoff. The Last Baratheon. The Last Baratheon. Um, but, yeah, our fathers were friends together. No need to hide anything. Yeah, we could be friends. Yeah, we could be friends. He's like, I've been spending my life for... Around Lancer soldiers. I hate them. I need a friend. Let's be friends. <laughs> Let's be friends. <laughs> Our father, they fought together, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. as much as I'm making fun of it, it actually does have a good dynamic it and does. a fun back and forth. Well, Once again, still a very quick scene, and I feel like could have been expanded. I would love to have seen this. Like, just because like, it's so, it is kind of amusing seeing, like, John and Andrew's, like, banter back and forth. Oh, and, like, kind great. of. They actually seem like they get along together very quickly, actually. It's it's instant, and it's funny because there's so much irony here because 
they say their fathers were friends and fought together. And as far as they know, that's true. But John is not Ned's is not the son of Ned, and yeah, in well, reality, he was raised by Ned, so he picked up a good bit right, of personality. He got he was raised by Ned, but in reality, when you think about it, okay, number one, uh, okay, so uh, let's get this straight: Gentry's dad, Robert, yeah. killed John's real father, Rhaegar Targaryen. Yeah, <laughs> they're not both bastards, so we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, so there's just, and it's just, the, the reality is my father killed your parental grandfather as well, and yeah. he was the Mad King, and mm. so there's just a lot of irony. But yet, on top of that, what's really going on is this banter. It's like, John's like, yeah, I saw your dad at Winterfell, and yeah, I met your dad at my shop. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, catching yeah. up and, like, rapport building very quickly. And there's that great line, and he goes, John goes, well, you're a lot leaner. And he turns back at John and goes, well, you're a lot shorter. <laughs> and yeah, well, the funny thing is, like, you actually look at, like, Ned and Rob's relationship. Yes. They kind of give each other shit a little bit, too. And that's the first it, thing I thought of, too. Yeah, like, it really is meant to draw parallels to it. Yeah, because you go back to season one, and when Rob comes to Winterfell, and Rob's like, you've gotten fat. Yeah, <laughs> and pretty then, much. And Ned just gives him a look down, like, Bullshit, look at you. Yeah, you got old. <laughs> so it's that same banter. It's so yeah. much is going on here. The irony is there. For us, it's there. They yeah. Not for them, but yeah. instant friendship almost. Crazy yeah. stuff. Um, and basically, John's like, well, welcome aboard. We get all the help we can, We need all the help we can get anyway. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it might not necessarily want Daenerys to know you're the last Baratheon, but... Right. You might like, that might be some issues, but... Right, then there's more irony, right? Yeah. You know, because now you got a Baratheon fighting with them. Yeah. Yeah, so... But essentially, it's funny, because you look at Daenerys' army now, you have Targaryen from her and John technically, but yep. technically he's also representing Starks. Starks, and then you also have Tyrion's the Lannisters, <laughs> and probably also Targaryen, um, and then you have the last Baratheon. Baratheon. You have, like, the four main fucking houses... And technically, you also have the Greyjoys, except the one lady got kidnapped. Right. But you, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I mean, if Theon's still on board, you technically have, like, the fine the five. five main houses kind of united behind her. Yeah. At least partially. Which is very cool. It's almost like her knights are forming, or her lords are forming yeah. right before you. Yeah. You know Like, she actually has, like, the Lord of the North and of, like, the oceans. And, right. Yeah. She's like, I don't know what the fuck you're going to do with the Baratheon, except maybe execute them. Well, honestly, I would probably, I would kill Theon, but that's just me. Um, I mean, yeah, like, definitely, if you can get Theon's sister running stuff in the, like, island, that's probably for the best. That'd be the best scenario. Like, generally, you don't want to trust Yuan. (laughs) Yuan just want to kill. Yes, you do. Very much. He's just... Take his axe, but kill him. He's too crazy. But yeah, yeah, keep the axe. I like the axe. Um, (laughs) The other, only other thing that happens in the scene that really does happen in the scene is... Davos is like, you really shouldn't go. You're going to die. And He's like, have you been north of the wall? It's horrible. And he's like, I'm ready to fight. And then I love Davos. Is like, well, nobody mind me at all. I've I, All I've ever done is live to an old age yeah. for being a coward. <laughs> I've actually survived wars and, like, guards and... How many kings now? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you guys have good luck fighting, like, north of the wall against, like, ice zombies. Have fun with that. Good luck with that. But he does go with them. He just... Doesn't yeah. go to the wall for a while. But anyway, we'll get to that part as well. And we're moving on again. We're moving fast. Yep. So now we are out on the beach, and it's this is uh, T- 
Tyrion and Jorah slash Farewell at Dragonstone. Mm. Um, you get a nice quick banter between Tyrion and Jorah. He goes, I missed you, Mormont. Nobody glowers like you do. Yeah. You know, not even Grey Worm, I think, which is kind of a funny line. Yeah, you know? it's pretty amusing. And, yeah. like, it's the funny thing about the scene is, like, I almost forgot they traveled together. Yes. Like, that they got kidnapped by Jorah. Yeah, yeah. Did too. Like, don't worry, like, it's definitely something, like, you remember after a second. You're like, wow, I just, like, it, that was a bit of the season. Like, I just completely forgot about that. Yep. But, yeah, they have had, like, a lot of character interaction. They have. There's a lot of history there. And he gives them that slaver's coin yeah. that they were supposed to live off the rest of their lives with. And yeah, and he's like, bring it back. Bring it back to me. Your queen needs you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, we get John and Danny's farewell. Um, he says if, well, he says, well, if something happens to me, you don't have to worry about the king in the north anymore. And then she's like, well, I've gotten quite used to you. Mm. Mm. So, it's a nice little, nice little, like little romantic, romantic sort of banter. Either that, or you know, at least friendly. They're a little friendly, very friendly, actually. Yeah. Of course, she also does the same with Jorah, though, too. Beforehand, Jorah yeah. kisses her hand goodbye and all mm. that. So, but uh, Jorah shows like the level of stalker he's gone to. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's actually a fair point, really. <laughs> um, all right, King of the Friend Zone. King of the Friend Zone. Awesome. Live it. Love it. King of the friend zone. We'll use that going forward, I'm sure. All right, so moving on. We're moving fast. We're back in Old Town. And uh, this is uh, Sam is uh, in his home uh, looking over his books and his scrolls and Mm. doing his homework for the Maesters, I guess. I don't know if he's actually doing homework for the Maesters or just, like, trying to get information that he can't do during the day. I guess that's probably an accurate description. Either way, he's trying to work hard and... Gilly's just once again randomly looking through books and yeah. reading out annoying statistics like how many shits somebody took and how many steps are at the center. Well, I think her point was like, it's really weird this dude was that like detailed, detailed. about everything he fucking wrote down. Including like, his, who writes that much? Who writes down all their bowel movements? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I think it was just an amazement. Like, just like, that's kind of interesting in a weird way sort of thing. It was. And that's fair. And that's then, fair. And in the middle of all that uselessness there she gets this one little grain for us our nerds out there she starts reading about how Rhaegar had a secret annulment of his marriage so he could marry somebody else in Dorn. yeah never says who i mean we, we got it now to me i think it's it's leanna stark mm. who obviously gives birth to their son john yeah so so like we were hinting at earlier john's not a bastard after all perhaps yeah. so kind of yeah. an interesting little nugget it's there. just one of those things like it just wasn't a publicly known marriage, pretty much. Yeah, it was all done in secret mm. stuff, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so um, but, but, yeah, it's another thing just confirming that, essentially. Yeah. Eventually, Sam kind of gets fed up by listening to her because she goes back to reading mm. uh, statistics. It's funny how he actually gives, like, the kid a book as well as, like, here. Here. He's just like, I'm done reading, you know, I don't want to know about people's shits and yeah. all this other stuff. Goes off, steals more scrolls and more books that he thinks might be relevant. Yeah. And then... Like, just kind of picking at random. It was like, yeah. this one looks pretty, this one looks pretty, yep. that one looks dense. Yeah, that, that might work, too. What the hell? I don't know. Like, he might have some understanding of which ones are which, but it's really hard to say. It looked pretty random to me. Yeah, right? it kind of does. Like, it's just like, these scrolls up here, because I can fit them in the bag. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm pissed off and take whatever I can. Fuck this place. Exactly. I'm out. And, He's a college dropout. And right before, yeah, really, because right before he leaves, like, didn't you want to be a maester? He's like, well, I'm tired of reading about men that are better than I. Yeah. 
And that is exactly the same line that his father uses right before in season six, before he goes off to the Citadel. Yeah. It's actually be kind of funny if he actually goes back to his family home. That would be interesting. Like, as a stop along the way and, mm-hmm. like, realize, wait, I'm the last one alive. This is all mine now. Well, that's what I'm thinking is going to happen because yeah. I think he's heading, at this point, I think he's heading back for Castle Black. Yeah. At this point. Well, so, either that or Winterfell. One of the two, yeah. Yeah. So, but if he stops there, that would make sense that he find out about his brother and his father. Yeah, well, still because he, like, about. stopped there on the way there because it was just, like, a, like a point in between. Place to stop and yeah. refresh, yeah. So, like, if he actually, like, either learns about it or just goes wants to go back to his family home, you're like, all right, I'm not going to do the maester thing. I'm going back to serve the north. Yeah. You know, So and then just finds out along the way. Right. Okay, we're moving on. We're back in Winterfell. Told you, we keep moving fast here, people. Um, this is the scene. This was the scene I was dreading because I knew it was coming. And I'm like, Arya, I, I, in fact, I'm, through this whole scene, I'm going, Arya, you got to be smarter than this. Arya, you got to be smarter than yeah, this. Yeah, like, it's weird she didn't take on someone else's face yeah. throughout this whole bit, right? Yeah, done something. Now, granted, she would have had to kill somebody to do that. But, I mean, there's probably bodies lying around. But you would think with all of her skills and stuff, she could find a way to spy on him. Well, actually, on... she seems like she's doing kind of a good job, except, like, Littlefinger's also kind of a sneaky fuck. He's a pro, and I know she hasn't been around him in a long time, but you'd think after all that training, though, she could out-fox the fox. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's... It, in most cases, I think she'd be fine, except who she's dealing with specifically. Yeah. And you clearly already see Littlefinger suspicious of her bit. Oh yeah. Well, he's not only with the whole improved fighting thing, but just in the whole, he's capable of maneuvering around things. So mm, yeah. So maybe he knows what she's been taught because he's seen it before. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, like, I'm kind of curious if the entire thing is a trap on his end. I think so. Because essentially, like, the little note is, um, it's actually one Sansa Stark sent to Joff, when, or uh, Rob Stark. Yeah. No, no, it is something Sansa Stark actually sent out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after her father died, pronouncing mm-hmm. Joffrey as the rightful king, king heir. And that Rob should come and bend the knee to Joffrey, is yeah. what it says. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, and the fact that, I don't know, it's just, it seemed all too easy that Arya is taking the spade. And to me, Littlefinger's doing it because as long as that sister bond exists, oh, yeah. he can't get, he can't make any headway. Pretty much, like, yeah. Arya stands in his way. Yes, of so. having control over Sansa, who yeah. could have control over the North. Precisely, which would give him control of the North. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I... Though, to be honest, I actually think he needs to be... I wouldn't be surprised if he's as equally distrustful of Bronn, except he might just view Bronn as a weirdo out in the corner somewhere. Uh, Whereas Arya is actually clearly has interest and has something she wants to gain in, throughout the scenario. I think Bronn put him in his place real early, especially with that whole ladder... Comment. Chaos is a ladder. Chaos right? is a ladder. I think that was enough to throw him off his game and know I can't touch this kid. And if I do, I'm probably going to get burnt. Yeah. You know? But I think it's also Braun seems to be acting against the White Walkers, but not really in any other capacity. Yes. Like, that's his sole mission at this point. Like, it is. He has no say in who rule, rules, like, you know. He doesn't care. Throw. He really yeah. doesn't care, honestly. At least that's the impression he gives. Yeah. So. All right, moving on. So it's a fast ship, it's a fast show, and they've gone from Dragonstone all the way to Eastwatch. <laughs> uh, <coughs> so arrival at Eastwatch. Um, if you're a map lover, you, you got to hate this show because they move really quick all over the map. Well, I mean, they give really, you a map, really quick. Which supposedly is actually, 
I think is actually based off a of landmass. I just don't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've heard someone say it's like actually like if you take Ireland and like invert it, it's actually really close to Westeros. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. If that's I can see accurate. it being looking like the United Kingdom as a whole. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know how accurate that is, but supposedly it's something along that. Along those lines. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so um, they're back at Eastwatch. Uh, it's the Eastwatch isn't really a castle as it is so much it's just kind of like an outpost, really. Yeah, it's with, essentially a with a, a gate through the wall. Yeah, with a gate that goes through the wall. Um, I mean, that's a kind of the wall as a whole. Like, yeah, all like, the ones are kind of like that. It's just because, like, yeah. if there's an interior component to it, you don't really see it too heavily. Yeah, you really just see like the one prison cell, mm-hmm. one like dining room, and then and, that's it. And it's obviously recycled. Uh, scenes they've used before from um, from the black uh, the castle black. Yeah, I'm obviously. sure they use very similar stuff. Yeah, I'm or sure if not the exact yeah, same. Yeah, that's what I think they do. But but Which, yeah, it makes sense. Like yeah. there's no need to build a separate set that looks identical to your other set. Right, exactly. But still, it's uh, it, it literally is. It's just an outpost around the east gate. If yeah. there is, that's basically all it is. Um, there is a sea. And unlike our uh, uh, what we've seen in past maps, where Brian had pointed out the lake, the sea is frozen over. Mm. This is not. The no. sea is definitely there, and there's the ice walls right there. So yeah. everything is contained, at least mm. for the moment. For the moment. For the moment. Um, <laughs> the White Walkers do have the fun, chilling effect around them, sort of thing, though. So right. See so how that goes. We'll see how that goes in the future. Right. Uh, I like Tormund's first line. Uh, <laughs> This is it for your men. Where's the big woman? <laughs> yeah. You, you see his obsession as clearly as ever. <laughs> I even like how Davos goes on and goes, well, I'll only be the way. I'm not going. And Thor- Thorman's like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you will. But I think that's, once again, Davos just being smart. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going out with the fucking ice zombies. No. I'm staying right here. Are you crazy? There's going to be a wall between me and the supernatural shit. I'm a great advisor and I'm a great smuggler, but when it comes to dead people, fucking yeah. forget it. <laughs> I'm down to, I'm down a few fingers, man. Let's uh, let's not put me out in that. I don't want to go out there. Um, but Thorman says you're not the only ones that want to go beyond the wall. And who's in the prison cell? But the Hound, the priest Thoros Amir, and uh, uh, Beric uh, Dondarian, which is the guy with the flaming sword. Yeah, <laughs> which you know probably goes well against White Walkers, right? Yeah, right. they, they don't seem very fond of the fire. They, yeah, I can see that being very helpful yeah. when the time comes. Um, Gentry's like, don't trust them. They're the Brotherhood. They tried to sell me to the Red Witch to be murdered. Yeah. So automatically, another <laughs> thing of contention. Yeah, no one really seems happy to hang out with the other one, really. Yeah. They all seem kind of annoyed with each other. Yeah, Jorah points out Thoros. Thoros, they apparently know each other. We don't know how or why yeah. yet that I know of. Um... Then, of course, Thoros uses, says, Jorah, Jorah Mormont. And Tormund goes, Mormont, as in Lord Commander that hunted us like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know. You also have the uh, one dude who's also going on, like, they haven't given me a drink in a long time. I really need one. Yeah. So, you got all this, all, they, they all have a reason to hate each other at some yeah. point in their history, their past, yeah. you know, whatever, but yet here they are. They're yeah, it's funny, because eventually the Hound is like, are you going to let us out or not? I don't give a fuck. Well, I loved it because Beric starts on his, this is divine providence that brought us together, blah, 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 and he goes, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> and finally, John comes to the consensus, well, we're all on the same side, because we're all breathing. Yeah. That's our common goal. 
Yeah. People outside the wall, not breathing. <laughs> Us, breathing. We're team breathing. <laughs> team breathing. Team A-team. Yay, go team. So, yeah, we've kind of created the Knights of Beyond the Wall. Or... I mean, you, you have a small expedition. <laughs> I mean, if you want to call them knights, that's fine, I well, guess. Knights or how about Band of Not-So-Brothers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You go with that one. Band of not so brothers. The hateful, however many fuckers that are there. <laughs> the hateful eight. Um, I think it's eight. Not the uh, not to check. One uh, Tarantino film would take flight. Yeah. Well, I mean, actual. There are eight oh, movies. I actually don't know how many were there. Um, John, uh, you don't count Davis because he's not. Right, out. right. I think it is. It's close anyway. It's either yeah. seven or eight. All right, so. And that's and then of course the whole episode ends with them walking out beyond the wall into the snow. Yeah, together. Um. So yeah, what an episode. Yeah, a lot of points. Uh, a lot of points. A lot of detail. Um. I really I love how it ends with the the band of not so brothers. Yeah. Going out on the mission beyond the wall. Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely sets up for the next episode and like where that's going to pick up at. Oh yeah, definitely. It's. It's going to be a lot of White Walkers and a lot of yeah. Fl- have a flaming sword. Well, and, it's actually interesting because like yeah. as we're going on to episode six next, and like there's only what seven or eight for the season. Seven this season, seven next season. So I mean, we really haven't dealt with the White Walkers too heavily up until this episode, no. and even that's just like a glimpse at them. Just see them. That's all. This, yeah. So this is the first battle this season. Yeah. Yeah. With them. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's going to be one hell of an episode. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So, but this was a great episode too. Well, how would you grade it, Aaron? Uh, I'd probably give it like an A minus. A minus, yeah. Like, don't wrong, it's still a really good episode. There are some bits I'd actually like to see expanded on. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you didn't have the same, if you had like the same like episode format you've had in like previous seasons, there's a lot of scenes that would have been expanded on. Yeah. But because we're cutting it down and we're trying to kind of move things forward at a slightly faster pace, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it definitely does kind of leave some of those scenes kind of. Able to be expanded yes. if you wanted to. Yeah, if you like that conversation and one. Yeah, like you like the character development aspect of it. Yeah. And I, I do, so I, I really would yep. especially with like the Gendry scenes where like you, you haven't seen him for seasons and like they brought him back in and they're clearly tying up all the loose ends and you have that funny kind of rapport with characters kind of mm-hmm. almost instantaneously. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's still moving at a good pace. You still do have character development and building, and it really does hit all the points it knows it needs to hit. It does, and it, it does it very effectively. In fact, I would probably grade a B plus, A minus as well. Uh, this is there's a lot of irony going on here, a lot of storytelling going on here. It's like we said at the beginning; it was necessary. It lets you catch your breath back from the the battle of the uh, Lutrine with the dragon. Yeah, and gets you, but it also starts setting up and new plot points, new, yeah, new areas is. of thinking. That needed to happen, but it happens very quickly. Yeah, I haven't you seen know. the uh, the next episode yet, even though that's been posted. Yeah, right. I'm not doing that either. Nope. But at the same time, like it definitely does seem like it's setting up for a lot, a big episode next yes. episode as well. Yeah. Not only do you have a lot of things that can go down with the White Walkers, but it leaves kind of the entire South between Cersei and Daenerys kind of up for grabs because you may not necessarily have some of the more level-headed advisors there. Yep. Um, and where things go with Arya and Littlefinger is really kind of up for grabs as well. Well, I, I think you're going to see the division, unfortunately. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Maybe I'm hoping that... Like, I don't think it's going to go Arya kills Sansa takes her face. No, no. I, I don't think not. it's going to go that far. I don't think But it, it, it could go into a weird way. It could. It could go wrong real quick there. Yeah. So, a uh, lot to look forward to. A lot to, uh, lot to see what happens. 
All right, real quick, where can you find four Midwest guys? It's real simple, guys. You go to our website, uh, the number four MidwestGuys.com. Again, that's the number four MidwestGuys.com. One more time, the number four MidwestGuys.com. There you can find links to our iTunes, Podbean, Facebook, Twitter, as well as any other resource that we're out on. You can find a way to like, follow, or subscribe. You can also find all the podcasts on the website in chronological order as we release them. Or you can go to the links at the top where they're categorized. So if you just want to listen to The Night's Watch, you click The Night's Watch. If you want to listen to our uh, Game of Thrones spinoff, The House of Zanardelli, you can just click House of Z. If you like Star Wars Rebels, click Star Wars Rebels Podcast. Binge Watch, Binge Watch Podcast. It's all archived for you appropriately. It's your one-stop shop, the number four, MidwestGuys.com. All right, Aaron. Well, I certainly do appreciate you uh, hanging out with us for this extra long episode because it was an extra packed episode. Yeah, no worries. Absolutely. And this is B. Willie saying, We'll catch you next time.